On this Survival Dispatch News, we're going to talk about surviving the first 90 days after a societal collapse. This Survival Dispatch video is brought to you by MedicalPreparedness.net. Get all of your medications shipped directly to your door, including antibiotics. And we're back with Survival Dispatch News, and we're going to talk about a topic today that is incredibly important in the prepping community, and that is how to survive the first 90 days after a collapse. I've got a great panel today, but before I get to that, if you like this type of content, make sure you do me a favor. You get down there and you click that like and subscribe button. Click the bell icon to get notified every time we upload new content here on the channel, and leave us a comment. Let me know what you think you're going to need in the first 90 days of survival. But today with us, I've got two excellent experts here in this field. Of course, I have my lovely co-host, Mike Sterling, our Dean of Demolition, the man who knows his Tannerite. And we've got somebody new here who shouldn't be new for you, but we have Brandon Curran from BattleBox. Brandon, how are you doing today? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, no, it is a pleasure. And if you are not familiar with Brandon, I'm just going to tell you, he's one of our people and he knows his stuff. So I have no doubt that he's going to bring us a lot of cool insights today on you know this topic and i want to just give a little prelude as to how i got into this topic and i gotta tell you guys i'm a little ticked off right now because all i'm seeing in all of these different prepper channels that i watch is oh 90 percent of people are gonna die oh the end is coming you can't survive all this stuff and it just ticks me off because it goes against everything that we believe as preppers and that is if you're prepared, you shouldn't be all depressed and worried and scared all the time because you're freaking prepared. That's the whole <laughs> point of it. Uh, you know that you're going to be able to use this stuff and you're going to go out and you're going to practice it. But today, I want to set the stage. We're going to talk about how we're going to survive the first 90 days of a societal collapse. So we're looking at this. Civil services are you know, beginning to become intermittent. Maybe you've got power sometimes. Maybe you don't. People are out in the streets, they're riding. The whole last trip to the grocery store ain't going to happen. So, uh, Brandon, let's talk about just like that first week when things are going really south, what are some things that people need to start doing to get ready to survive these first 90 days? Well, the first thing you need to do is stay calm and assess the situation. Um, yeah. We as humans typically will, in our own minds, make things seem worse than they actually are. Um, so I, I think that's the first thing because, and, and that's with anything in life, you go to freaking out, uh, if it's not worse, you're going to make it worse. Uh, so, um, as preppers, if you've been prepping properly, and of course that's subjective on location and your surroundings and the situation you're in, but if you're prepared, um, you, and, and you freak out, uh, things are going to go south. I don't care how prepared you are. You, you've got to stay calm. You got to stay aware of the actual situations and start figuring out how you're going to, you know, put solutions in place to deal with it. Um, knee jerk reactions, not something that should be in our DNA as preppers at all. I think that's a, a big deal, honestly. Um, and I struggle with that sometimes, man. I mean, I think, you know, you know, some things are easier said than done, right? I mean, um, but I think it's a true statement to stay calm and assess the situation that, that's really at hand. And and the other thing is, is, is being preppers, um, hopefully you understand that being a lone wolf isn't going to get you very far. Um, oh, yeah. There has to be 
community, you have you can't do it alone. Um, and none of us have all the skill sets, and none of us are proficient in all the skill sets. So, I think first ninety days or the first few days of those ninety days, key is staying calm and not being a lone wolf, um, and and starting that process. Uh, or starting that prep into process, you obviously should have already prepared for that. No, that's a really good point. And something I think is glossed over quite a bit is just keeping your head screwed on straight when things are going kind of crazy out there. Uh, when you make quick decisions, typically those are ones that uh, you may regret later. Uh, I know there've been a lot of snap decisions I've made in my life that, you know, I definitely would like, man, I, if I could do that again, I would have done it differently. But the thing is, we only get one shot. And so staying calm is really important. Uh, obviously, uh, Mike, you've had to stay calm under, well, let's just say tense situations before, uh, you know, dealing with explosive ordinance. But uh, what are some things that you're going to do in those first couple of days when things start looking pretty bad? Oh, he's break, break, breaking out the coffee. <laughs> he's staying calm. Look at him. Exactly. He's I'm not mad at the prepper community. I'm disappointed. Oh, that's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> oh, uh, no, he, he's absolutely correct. Of course, staying calm, you're, you're, that's your first thing. How do you do that? Well, like we've discussed a number of times, how does the military train you to remain calm when there are bullets whizzing past your head? Well, stress inoculation. Stress inoculation. And stress inoculation comes from hard training. So where do you got to get that from? You got to train. Do you train then? No, you got to train now. You get that initial training layer built in, and then you have to expand that training. You have to step it up a notch, step it up a notch, step it up a notch, step it up a notch. Continue training, build that, work it, okay? Between training, training helps you stay, you know, within your box, okay? and helps you work the gray areas around that box. And then once you've got that, right, during that process, you need a community because exactly what he said, you can't do it alone, okay? You gotta get your family on board. You gotta get a community on board. Even if it's, even if it's just one other family, okay? That's more people to stand guard. That's more people to keep their eyes open. That's more people to grow food. All right. I don't know if any of you have stayed awake for four or five days at, at a time, but you start seeing some freaky stuff. Okay. <laughs> I can only imagine. You don't yeah. want to do that. So get these things done now. That means you got to do the work. All right. It's not easy. If it was easy, anybody would do it. Right. That 90% of people that you're worried about, do they do it? No. You know why? Because it's not easy. It's hard. The things that you need to do are difficult. Do the things. No, really great point. And, uh, you know, definitely something I want to talk on. And this is building that community is so critically important. And of course, that's going to look different depending on where you live. Obviously, if you're in an urban setting, there's going to be a lot of people around. And that may or may not be the type of people you want to get involved with. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and then you have like a suburban lifestyle, kind of like where I'm at right now. Uh, obviously, I've got lots of people around, uh, but it's not like I'm going out and talking like, hey, 
So you guys preparing for the apocalypse tomorrow? <laughs> uh, it's it's not usually the conversation I have with them while I'm walking the dog, but building those relationships, it doesn't have to be like, okay, we're going to go run, you know, military drills over at the range this week. Hey, all of y'all come with me, bring your, bring your toys and, and let's go do it. Right. Uh, but just getting to know the people around you and, and what they do, the skills that they have, maybe where they're strong, maybe where they're weak. It's not as hard as it sounds like if you just strike up a conversation, walk the dog. That, that's what I do. I walk my dog three times a day and trust me, I know quite a bit about my neighbors and it just kind of rubs off after a while. And if yeah. you live in a, a rural setting, obviously uh, that's going to be a little more difficult because your neighbors may be miles away. But like Mike was talking about, just having one family and you guys get together and you're talking about stuff and getting together, so critically important, uh, you know, to have that backup. Because if you've ever been solo camping before, you get a pretty good idea of how long it takes to do stuff. And it takes a lot longer than you probably think. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you don't see, you know, there's a reason why you have a pack of wolves. It's, mm -hmm. You typically don't see a, a, a single wolf running around. It's, a lot of animals are that way, right? There's, I mean, on the golf course, which I'm not a golfer, but I know these things hang out at golf courses, Canadian geese everywhere, right? There's always one or two out of the 35 that are out there has got his heads up on his heads up on a swivel. He's watching the cobra it. chicken. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't do it alone, and and that's that's the big thing, and that's the thing I think a lot. I wouldn't say a lot. I would say a lot of the new people in the prepper community have that mentality, right? I need I need firearms. I need I need all this ammo. What are you going to do with that, dude? You you going to tote three tons of ammo on your back if you have to bug out? Uh, no, you're not. Okay, you're going to take what you can carry. And on top of that. Most people in the U.S., I'll say, are out of shape. You ain't getting very far, Jack. It ain't going to happen. Okay, so you need to figure out uh, beforehand what your what your strengths and weaknesses are and admit that. We all have them. I have my strengths. I have my weaknesses. I can't do it all, and I'm okay with that because that, um, number one, makes me realize uh, either I need to work on it or I need to find somebody to be part of the wolf pack if you – will that's good at that and it's easy to do suburban environment urban environment you don't even have to talk to your neighbors you can walk around and you say oh that third house down that guy's always working on his truck he's always fixing things he's always doing this he's always doing that ah need something fixed maybe i need to talk to that guy because maybe i'm not the guy that can fix everything bring him into the pack you know um he'll be the mechanical guy you go further down the street and you see a woman that's always gardening in her yard and growing vegetables and doing it. She clearly understands that stuff. Get to know that person. Um, and even get to know people that even if you are well-versed in, in a certain skill or particular skill sets, make friends that are also good in those skill sets because in case you go down, you're going to be dependent on them to do what you can do. Um, you got to think of it like a little troop you know and um in any in any military scenario everybody's not you know a marksman or a good marksman everybody's not a good mechanic everybody's not a great communicator everybody's not there, there's there's very few rambos in the world um very few they're out there <laughs> you know but very few and um 
even even those guys can can get taken down by uh by being blindsided by something that they didn't see coming because they didn't have a, a team around them. So um so that that's a big deal in the in the early days is being able to 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 use your 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 mental capacity and assess the situations. Also, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Prioritize your safety and well-being in those first few days. Yeah. You need to assess. Okay, is it an urban environment? What, what's going? Do I need to leave this? Do I need to leave this to to preserve my safety and well-being, or do I need to stay here to preserve my safety or well-being? That's something that you're going to need to decide in the early days of a, of a crisis, depending on where you are. For instance, for me, I'm in a very rural environment. Um, I'm staying put, like something's going to have to really push me away from where I'm at. If I was in a urban environment and all hell's breaking loose one block down, odds are that's going to bleed over into my block pretty quick. Um, so it's, there's no recipe for it all, I guess is what I'm getting at. Right. And we've, we've discussed this at length in previous videos. And just to reiterate this for, for some people is it's, you essentially have to have to look for go or stay. I'm either going to bug in or I'm going to bug out. If you're, especially if you're in an urban uh, or suburban environment, less so when you're, when you're in a, uh, when you're in a rural environment, but first question, security. Am I secure in this place, right? If if I can't go outside my own apartment without getting shot at on a fairly regular basis, or somebody's trying to kick my my door in, or somebody's trying to steal my children at every opportunity, it's time to go. Next, environmental. If uh if it's no longer raining here, or if there's um I'm sorry, no, that's sustainability. Anyway, uh, environmental. If there's a you know if there's a rail derailment. Uh, you know, the next town over and, you know, the air is going to become toxic to breathe. Well, we should probably not stay here. Right. Um, and then there's an, and then there's an, um, there's sustainability. And if I can't get a steady, steady source of water anymore, or if all the foods dried up in this area, or there's way too many competitors for that food, i.e. you're in an urban environment and, you know, everybody else is eating all the pigeons. So I don't get any, it's time to go. All right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you've got to be honest and make those decisions. You've got to make those trigger points and you got to say, Nope, time to go. Don't wait too long. Right. You wait too long and you can't get out. And that's yeah. where a lot of people were in the siege of Sarajevo. A lot of people saw it coming. There was news that it was coming and a lot of people waited and they waited too long to get out and then they're stuck. No, it's yeah. a good point. You, you got to be ready to go. You got to be able to make that decision when the time comes. And that kind of goes back to, you know, Brandon's first point is just keeping your mind right, not freaking out and just being able to look at it and be like, okay, what's happening? Where's the threat coming from? Do I need to go or do I need to stay? What's the best option? And so I would think, you know, probably for the majority of our audience, I'm not going to say all of them because we have people living in all different parts of the world. Uh, probably the majority of people are probably looking to bug in for the most part, uh, but always having that plan, if you need to go, is so critically important. And you don't want to make that plan on the fly. Start working on it now because now you can make the decision. Okay, if something like this goes down, I'm going to 
we're going to grab the bag. I'm going to, you know, throw everything in the car, you know, what it is, whatever it is that your plan is. And then we're going to go here. Don't just be like, oh, we're going to go hit the woods. Okay. Well, that's kind of a broad statement. You need to know exactly what you're doing. And if your plan is to do that, uh, first off, you better have some good gear and you better be uh, practicing with that a lot because it is not as easy as it sounds. No, it ain't a camping trip. No, at that yeah. point. Or no, glamping, as they call it these days, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got friends in California that that was their original plan. And I was like, yeah, you and 30,000 other of your best friends per, you know, every 10 square miles. I was like, <laughs> how long do you think you're going to make it there, man? Like, yeah. no, uh-uh, you got to come up with a better thing. You got to go further and you got to go faster than everybody else because you got a lot of competition. Don't think that yeah. you're going to live off the land because you and your 30,000 friends are going to strip that bear in about half a day. Yeah, real quick. Another thing I don't think a lot of people think about, which aggravates the crap out of me, people are like, oh, I'm just going to go out into the country and, you know, do yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? There's folks that live out in the country. Okay. I know in some parts of the U.S. there's massive national forests and stuff like that, you know, like out in Colorado, places like that. I mean, millions and millions and millions of acres of nothing. And right? I get that. Okay. Where I live, it's not like that. Um, it's landowners. And I promise you, you go bugging out into some landowner's property out because you think you're out in the country, you're going to be met uh, with, with some resistance there. So uh, you really need to study your bug out plans if you're not in an area where there's vast open public land, if you will, um, because, you know, th these these cats are going to be bugging in and they're going to take care of they're they're, they're going to take care of their property. They don't want people coming in. I don't want people coming in on my property. Um, I don't know their intent. Is their intent just to weather out the storm? And if that's cool and I figure that out, I might bring them in and help them out a little bit. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out when that happens. But if they're coming in and they're okay with uh, pillaging my area and my people and my town and everything, well, that's just not going to work out for them um, because – um, it, it's not as simple as saying I'm just going to go out into the country. Uh, a lot of the country's privately owned. <laughs> it's yeah, so, and, it, and I work, I work, I work that, in a man. lot of those vast open areas out west. There's yeah. nothing there, man. Yeah, nothing there. So yeah, that makes a really good point. Like, if your plan is to bug out, you know, we've talked about this. I know, I think Chris haven't mentioned this once before. It's like, you know, maybe just get yourself a storage unit out in the country, right? So at least you have some place to go and you can stock that full of whatever you want, put on some of those good locks so people aren't getting into it. But I mean, worst case scenario, you can live out of the storage unit and at least you have all of your supplies in one spot. And you're not going to venture onto somebody's property who may be less than amicable for you just trespassing and squatting on their land. Usually yeah. doesn't end well, like Brandon was talking about. So uh, and, and, I can and, promise you it's not going to end well. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's yeah, definitely I, not going to end the way you think it's going to end. That's right. Well, I mean, in a true crisis situ situation, right? In, in a okay. true, you know, it's, it's really hit the fan, okay? Those people are on alert, too. They may be out in the country and they may be what some people think just dumb old country folk. But I promise you this, um, 
the they're probably more way more prepared than majority of people are. And and I can say that because I, I live in that environment. I know these people, right? And um the thing is, is community's a big deal in I mean, I, I'm in a town of roughly 500 people. Not many people can say that. It's small. Okay. I see as many, I'd see just as many lawnmowers and four wheelers at the gas station than I do vehicles. I mean, it's, it's, it's country folk down here. We all know everybody. And I honestly say nobody really has a grudge to the point where we're not going to help out. Right. So, um, you're basically, you, you're basically going into a hornet's nest if you, if you end up getting, getting rowdy and, and it's, and it's, it's going to be true throughout rural America. Cause I would say most places are like that. Um, and not to say that they're bad people and they're bad at the bone and they can handle their own. They, we all have our struggles. We all have our weaknesses and stuff like that. But in a true crisis scenario, when, when this really hit the fan and the cities are, people are bugging out of the cities and going out into the country, those folks want to take care of their own, I promise you. And uh, and and they're far more prepared than you may think they are to do so. So, well, you know, you great, a plan. great example behind that is um, you know, if you if you think, oh, they're just a bunch of they're just a bunch of country hicks and, um, you know, they they don't know what they're doing. I give you. 18 years in Afghanistan. Country Hicks, barely out of the Iron Age with AKs and cell phones. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't think you're going to do that. The big thing is now community. If you've got that community, like example, um, my crew here, our mag, vast majority of them live in town. But they've got my place already set up as their as their bug out location. They could come out ones, twos, families, you know, or the whole bunch, right? We've already got it all set up. We've written our contingency plans. They know how to get here, how not to get here. They know, I mean, we've done the work. You actually have to sit down. You actually have to throw some brain seed, sorry, some brain power behind this, edit that. Oh my God. You actually have to throw some brain power at this because plan in advance right multiple routes in and out they get here now we're all covered mm -hmm. and it's sustainable that's the big thing your 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 bug out location if you are gonna need a bug out needs to be sustainable not just hey how am i gonna do there for 24 hours okay that's that's safe haven that's all that is right that's just a safe haven how am i going to do there for 90 days at that bug out location because that's a subject of this right surviving that first 90 days right so your your location that you're going to go to or bugging in staying home has to be sustainable for at least that 90 days yeah that, that's a really good point and uh you know kind of let, let's touch on that that whole concept of the 90 days i'm sure that there was some type of government funded study it gave, you know, like cocaine to monkeys and dogs and, and rats. They called it the hunter study. Uh, but it basically was, you know, the, if you can survive those first 90 days, your chances of survival increase exponentially. Uh, and obviously, one of the key things that we're going to need for those 90 days is water. That's going to be a huge thing. Uh, and so being able to, you know, purify and sterilize water so that you're not getting 
crypto, you know, E. coli, any of the nasty bugs that like to creep up when water isn't exactly clean, uh, that's going to be a critical aspect of that. And so yeah. make sure that in your plan, you've got something to purify water because you you need a lot more water in a survival situation than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, water is, um, wow, it's it's a it's a subject because Everything. Like, like you just said in your last sentence, you're going to need more, you're going to need way more than you think you need. Way freaking more. Oh, yeah. Uh, and one it's bulky because, and it's heavy. Yeah, and it's bulky and it's, he and it's heavy. And us as Americans uh, who have pretty much access to water, like we waste the freaking crap out of it. We don't know how to how to properly reserve um, our 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 water. <laughs> we we, I mean, how many of us just just turn the faucet on, let it run while we're doing something else in the kitchen and the water's just freaking running for a minute and a half. Like we don't care. Okay. Now's the time to start caring about water. Um, because, uh, without it, you will die. You will not, uh, last the 90 days if you, if you're not able to get hydrated. I mean, it's, it's, it's essential. Okay. Um, and also water can kill you. Um, regularly make you, yeah, make you very sick and take you to a point where you're not going to be able to recover. So you have to be able to uh, have the have the either products or the know-how to purify your water so that you're sure that it is good to ingest. Um, and there's tons of products out there that do this, tons of them. Um, some for big long-term storage of water, um, you know, big, big vats of water, if you will. And then some that are, you know, uh, use as you go. Um, but that needs to be priority one on your list is, is water. Forget the firearms, forget the freaking hand grenades and the freaking all this crap you think you need to have to survive. Okay. Survivability is 100% dependent on your ability to access and properly use water. And Tell I think, me you, online. I think you just burst Mike's bubble there pretty hard when you said hand grenades. That just, uh, you know, I mean, you, I dig a hand grenade. Don't get me I mean, wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to have them anyway. Right. I, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you on that. I'm still going to have, I'm still going to have my explosives because you know, I'm licensed and all that, but um, no, you're, you are not wrong at all. And that is, you know, water is a huge rabbit hole to go down. Um, and which, which Chris and I have, have, done several times because yeah, we're it's both, true we're you know he he's a he's an actual chemist and and i'm 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 like a shade tree chemist and <laughs> uh yeah believe me we 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 get our nerd mind meld on and it gets ugly um but yeah i mean and and it's those it's those top three priorities of of water food security and those those don't sit in one place. You've got to you've got to shuffle them around. And the good thing is, you know, usually, you know, people aren't going to go crazy and and start shooting, and it's not going to be Mad Max within seventy two hours. It's not okay. Slow down, um, and and also remember that, say the federal government goes defunct all of a sudden, look at all the other layers that you have underneath that. Right, you've got. I mean, you, you've got state and municipal, county and city government that will still try and hold it all together. Okay, you right. know, a, a a try. Right, a collapse does not mean 
a total collapse. Um, example out here, Northern Alabama, 2011 during the tornado swarms, right? I mean, it got nasty out here in April. Um, federal government was nowhere to be found, but by God, you still had your sheriff's department. You still had your cities. You know, everybody was taking care of everybody out here. All right. And even the governor came on and said, don't loot. I'm going to warn you right now. Don't loot. Because <laughs> if you do so, some some store owner is going to wind up hollowing you out. And yeah. I'm going to make sure that they don't face any charges. And yeah. yeah, it happened two, three times. And that was it. Everybody got the message. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a really so good. Yeah. Food was going to be the next one I was going to talk about. So, yeah. Brandon, go for it, buddy. Yeah. So, so, so water is definitely a big deal. Um, there's things uh, that, that you, there's many things we like, like you say, we can go down this huge rabbit hole on water. If you look up water preservation and, and prepping water, you're going to find multitudes of things there for that. Um, food. Uh, that's another big deal, right? Uh, everybody's like, well, you know, I'm just going to go out in the sticks and hunt. Yeah. Do you really know how to hunt? And how many other people are out there to be? hunting um the <laughs> a lot of these people that say they're going to do that they, they they've never skinned a freaking animal in their life you know i mean it's 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 just the truth it's the freaking truth so um having having food stores non-perishable food stores um prepping properly for that for a, a lot of people say you know three days nine days i say a minimum of two months worth of food. And reason why I say that is what do most Americans do when they're bored? Eat. They eat. You're going to be pretty bored. You're going to eat far more than you think you would. Um, the, the whole 72 hour kit and all that is a great way to start, but uh, <laughs> you're going to go through that 72 hour kit way before 72 hours. I promise you. So not, not to um, mention with all the calories, you're probably going to be burning because if you're bored, you're not doing the work. And if you, if you are doing the work, you're probably going through about 4,000 calories a day, trying to stay mm -hmm. warm or cool, trying to make sure that you've got enough firewood for cooking, trying to actually do all the cooking. It is a lot of work. The, the the work burns through it and God help you. God help you. If you're in a competitive state with all those around you, you're going to burn even more through that. Yeah. And let's, and let's, when it, when it comes to planning the food, and I, I know I'm going to kind of uh, jump you on this one, but no, what's the, what's the goal? What's the goal of those food preps, right? Is it to get me through 90 days? No. The goal of the food preps is to get you over the hump until you can have sustainable agriculture. That's mm -hmm. the goal, right? Mm -hmm. And once you've got sustainable agriculture, what's left of those prep foods? That stays off to the side, right? You don't just continue eating that while you've got gardens growing and livestock, right? All right, you 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 want that food now. That food is there in case you get a crop failure, which happens. Yeah, anybody that's ever worked agriculture knows. Hey, sometimes Mother Nature just says, mm, "Nah, not yeah. today." Today, no. pig, not today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a great it's a great point. Uh, and you know, one thing that I always remember is uh, during the Great Depression, 
uh, the American white-tailed deer was nearly hunted to extinction because everybody had the same idea. It's like, oh, well, I know how to hunt. And let me tell you, people back then actually knew how to hunt. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. And, and think about how much the population of the United States has exploded since that time frame. If something were to happen like that today, I mean, if you think you're going to go out in the woods and hunt, there ain't going to be nothing there uh, because the 10,000 other people who got there before you cleared it out. So having those stores really important, ready to go. Uh, now, another thing I think that you're going to definitely need is some gear. Uh, now, Brandon, obviously you're with BattleBox. You're working on getting people some quality gear to get them prepared. Uh, what are some things that you see that people are going to desperately need in a situation like this? Um, everything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right? It depends on the, <laughs> it depends on the, you know, the magnitude of what we're speaking here. But again, like the whole thing is getting you, like he said, over the hump. Um, things are going to progressively get better shortly after they pro progressively get worse. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Right. So, um, like when it comes to, I guess here's my, my way of thinking, and then I'll get, get to that question. Um, when, when, it, when it hits the fan, there's a, there's, there's a half-life of that, I think uh, in, in my head. Okay. Like that's not going to be sustainable in a certain location for, for, I don't think more than two weeks, uh, because, the people that are uh, really um, causing anarchy, if you will, during that situation, they also need food, water, shelter, yada, 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 right? They're not going to have it. And I would dare say most of them won't know how to, how, how, how to use it if they did have it um, because they're going to be pillaging amongst themselves eventually, right? So that, that's the hump in my way of thinking right like the bad stuff's happening the bad people or whatever however you want to define it are doing their bad things they're going to implode onto each other in whatever whatever way and that they're they're really going to be the first to go not the freaking preppers going back to the first statement right prepper saying that you know you know we're not going to survive x amount of time 90 percent blah 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 no um it, it if you got enough and you got enough skill, enough supply to get you over the hump. That ninety percent of people, if you want to call it that, are the people that are caught that that are causing majority of the issues because they got to survive too, uh, right? I mean, they're going to peter out, they're going to get tired, they're going to get sick, they're going to get injured, they're going to make bad decisions. Um, you got to get over that hump. So when it comes to gear. Um, you, you need, there's a plethora. It depends on, you know, are you, are you bugging in or are you bugging out? You need to be prepared to do both. Um, when it comes to water, let's say, um, let's say, uh, you know, electricity's down and you're on city water or something like that. And you can't, you know, you can't get water. Okay. Um, you should have planned for that. Like me, I've got a pump. I can at least run my pump i got my own well right i can i can get my own water that way through through a hand pump on, on my well um uh, i i would say um communications key with your with your team communication gear be that two-way radios be that ham radio 
uh, uh, GMRS radio, things like that. Communication is a big deal. Um, other, other gear is going to be uh, ways of powering things without making any noise, right? Um, solar power type stuff, being able to charge batteries with solar power, being able to sustain yourself as quietly as possible. People are like, oh, I got a generator to run my house. Well, generators make noise. And somebody who's on the prowl is going to be listening for a generator. I promise you. They hear somebody running a generator. You're kind of sticking out like a sore thumb. They're going to assume that you got your crap together and they got something that they can take from you. Um, so I'm not saying solar's the way. Like, I got gas generators and stuff, too. Like, I'm not a full solar guy. But some things can be charged and used through solar without a whole lot of expense and like not having some freaking giant, you know, solar array. Like you're not going to be running your whole house anyway. Um, no, you make, you make a really good point about the, the generator. I just want to touch on that real quick. If you've ever been in a power outage and you've gone outside, you will be amazed how quiet it is. Mm -hmm. uh, that is something that I think that we kind of lose a lot because we have all this background noise going on, cars, air conditioners, uh, you know, people talking, stuff like that. But man, I'll tell you, when you go out and the power is out, it is deadly quiet. And it is deadly quiet. And if you fire up a generator in that, everybody in like a mile radius is going to know exactly where you are and that you've got energy and that they don't. Yeah. So sound carries far more than you think it does when there's not a lot of other interferences going on. And, and I'll be honest with you, the first time I noticed that was in 96 when Hurricane Fran came through the Carolinas, I was I lived in North Carolina at the time, and that Hurricane Fran came through and it freaking devastated our area. I mean, it was bad, and uh, I remember walking outside that morning and it was absolutely freaking silent. And I, it was like the first time I was like, "Holy crap!" I've never noticed that before. It's beautiful, and, isn't uh, it? It's great. <laughs> it's absolutely great. But then, you know, an hour or two went by and you could hear generators all over, I mean, all over the place. It, it carries big time. So, um, you know, be, be cognizant of that. Don't, don't be during the night. Don't burn all the lights in your house. If you got a way to run your lights in your house, you're, you're just a candle out in a big old piece of darkness that somebody's going to spot during the day and in the night. Don't run your generator for hours and hours and hours. If you have to run it, run it sporadically. Um, and there's ways you can you can help silence, you know, a generator. There, there's there's things you can do, and that's another part of your preps. You know, how can I build an enclosure around this thing where it can still breathe properly? Um, um, mufflers aren't just for trucks. Yeah, and 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 help quiet down this this generator. Um, uh, but having a way to cook your food. Um, having a way to clean those items. Uh, one thing very many people do not think of is first aid gear. Uh, uh, an infection, you know, you, you get a cut on your, something happens and you, you get an infection or something like that. Uh, you worrying about getting pillaged and all this other crap going on is at least your concerns at that point because certain medical things are, are going to kill you if you don't have provisions to take care of that and, and clean your wounds and have some antibiotics on hand have plenty if you're on medication from the doctor in any way you need to right freaking now right now if you are on any kind of prescribed medications you need to start figuring out a way 
and there's ways to do it. I, I'm not on prescription medicine, thank God, but if I, I know there's ways to do this. Figure out how you can go ahead and get a stockpile of some of the pres prescription stuff that you that you need, because you're not going to be calling a doctor and getting a freaking script when when the when the fan is blowing crap all over the place. It's just not going to happen. You know, it's odd. We it, just did this last night. And if you missed it, make sure you check the annotated video. It's here, there, anywhere. Uh, I will post that. But yeah, we just talked about that literally on our last episode. So well done, okay. Brandon. You nailed it. Uh, good job <laughs> Thanks on that. For the segue. Perfect segue <laughs> into that. But uh, Mike, what is it that you say about things cutting you in a disaster? Everything is trying to cut to you. Wear you. <laughs> your leather gloves. Uh, I I spent I've spent a lot of time in ruined cities in you know scattered around Asia and Africa, man. And I'm here to just everything's trying to cut you and slice you up, man. It was just it just became everyday basis. Safety glasses, heavy leather gloves, knee pads, elbow pads, and everybody would be like. You know, the, you'd have guys come in and be like, the, you know, their very first time into the city. What are you wearing all that stuff for? You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> next day they'd be like, hey, man, you, you got like some magazines I can duct tape around my yeah. around my arms and stuff because everything's trying to beat me up. Yeah. Or the supply guy would be like, what are you doing to your uniforms? Going into the city, dude. Everything's mm -hmm. destroying your uniforms. That and, you know, you don't get to clean them very often. So your clothes just rot off of you. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's yeah. a really good point. You know, just trying to have all those medical preps together so you're not, you know, dying to some little infection that you could have easily fixed. Something you definitely need to do. And definitely, if you're on prescription medications and these are life sustaining medications, do check out that previous video we just did. Guys, great discussion today. Uh, I want to talk about one last thing. I think the real beauty about prepping is that you can do it incrementally. Uh, you don't have to go out and buy everything all at once. And I think that's something really cool that BattleBox offers you is that, you know, you can, you know, pick whatever you want, what level you want, and just have that incremental thing come every month and, uh, you know, get, you know, some really cool stuff. Uh, Brandon, just yeah. kind of fill us in a little bit about what you guys are doing and, uh, you know, how can we help? So, yeah, so BattleBox Battle Box began, uh, our first box was shipped out in March, I believe it was, of 2015. So we, we've been in the game a while. Um, and here, here's the thing. Uh, BattleBox is a way for for new, new preppers, new, and, and it's not just prepping, it's survival gear, adventure gear, it's kind of the umbrella, right? I mean, there's, there's veins that kind of go together with all that stuff. Um, and in my experience, getting outdoors, um, not glamping, but getting outdoors and camping and hiking and learning skills and stuff like that is only going to help you once something happens where you need certain types of skills. So the idea is to encourage people to get outdoors, encourage people to get off the cell phones, go outside, uh, experience nature, um, and get uncomfortable. Right. Uh, that's, that's, that's how I learn and get uncomfortable and figure out. Wait, how are, to... are you saying that I'm going to have to get up off the couch? Absolutely. <laughs> I you should it. get off the couch, should right. get off the couch, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so we, we have four, four levels of subscription, basic advanced pro and pro plus. Um, and as you go up in subscription, they stack on each other. So 
the pro level guy gets everything in advanced and basic and the pro item pro plus gets all four. Um, pro plus is also kind of known as a knife of the month club. Um, so you're guaranteed some sort of cutting utensil of some sort. It may be a fixed blade bushcraft knife or any other types of fixed blade knives. Could be a folder, could be uh, an ulu knife, could be an axe, could be a hatchet, could be anything that could help with, with cutting, right? So you're guaranteed that in the pro plus level. But we we send out stuff all the way from medical gear all the way up to tents to uh uh, uh, foods to um, cordage to uh, solar devices, the, the whole spectrum, bushcraft gear, survival gear, a little bit of tactical type gear. Um, obviously, you know, camp kind of camping gear with tents and stuff like that, but it's shelter, right? You need shelter, tarps, uh, the, the whole gamut. I mean, good. It's hard for me to tell you all because it's been, it's been so so much of it. It's, it's the full gamut. And it's a great way for new and seasoned people to really bolster up their preps. Um, and it's a great way to start building that community. And here's why. So let's say you've been a BattleBot subscriber for a couple of years, right? We've got many. We've got some people who've been subscribers since day one, which is freaking cool. Um, but as you start accumulating stuff, I mean, you might have extras of something right you might have something that you like better than this other thing that kind of does the same thing like a fire starter for instance so you got this fire starter and you like it better than this one. now you can go out and start building your community you find the people that are interested in hey man here's a fire starter hey man here's this here's this it's a great way to to kind of flesh out who who your survivors are in your community and start building your wolf pack so to speak right um, it's a great way for families to get together and, and go through this together and learn skills and learn how to get encouraged to go out and learn multiple ways to start fire. You're not always going to, if you rely on a freaking big lighter for everything, you've lost your freaking mind. Okay. And people, I, I post videos of like making a primitive fire and the first freaking comment every time I'll carry five big lighters. Well, guess what? Congratulations. What happens if they don't work? You, you don't know how to start a fire. Like making primitive fire isn't necessarily that hard. Uh, it, it, it sometimes is due to the environment that you're in, but you need to know how to do that because you might have to use it. And even if you don't, you might take something from that that you learned and how to make a primitive fire that you can adapt to something else that's helping you get a better heat source, a better spark or something like that. It's all it's all encompassing, right? There's multiple ways of starting fire. There's multiple ways of processing water. There's multiple multiple ways to do a lot of stuff that we do. And BattleBox is a great way to introduce you to that sort of stuff, help you bolster your preps over time, uh, help you build community, now, now, if guys, if you're interested in checking out BattleBox, I've got the link down in the description. That's not an affiliate link. We're not getting anything from them. Uh, we just want to promote them a little bit. We feel like they're a great company and they really have your best interests at heart. So if you want to take part in that, check that link down in the description. Thank you, of course, Brandon, for coming on the show. It was great having you today. Yeah, and, man. I enjoyed you know, it. I really good. did. Glad I need you liked to do it. more of this. All I, right. I've been, a lone, I've been a lone wolf here recently, so it was good to... Have some well, I'm glad we it. I'm glad we got you in the community. <laughs> well, hop over we... the border and come hang out. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. we'll do it, man. We'll do it. Right. 
Sounds Let's great. Thanks everybody for coming and watching. Really appreciate it. If you made it this far in the video, leave us a comment. Let us know what gear you're looking for and what you need to be prepping now and what your shortfalls are. We'll catch you on the next one.